0: You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is proudly supported by Kiama Community College. There's something for everyone, from nationally accredited career courses to seniors' computing, languages and lifestyle programs.
1: Today we have something very special for you. Neil Riley's truly exclusive interview with the late, great John Lennon. We'd also like to thank very talented local artist Jeff Marlin for letting us use the mosaic that he created as a tribute to John Lennon.
0: Just to ensure that everybody gets credit where credit's due, the music underneath this is recorded by Penny Hartrick, as is the song at the end. Naturally, the words and the music are by John Lennon. John Lennon was an activist and a musician who for me became an emblem of another way of looking at the world. He was tough and cynical, hilariously funny, but also naive, vulnerable and insecure. In the following interview, the questions are mine and the responses are either transcripts from real John Lennon interviews or his writing or bits that I just made up. His voice is mine. Please forgive. Hello, this is John Lennon talking to you from the other side by looking at the demographics of Kayama, I'll be seeing a lot of you very soon. (laughs) Hi, John. Thanks for coming over. It's true that we have an ageing population. So many have been influenced by you and your life. Well, I don't mean any disrespect to the good people of Kayama. After all, I've been dead for a little more than I've been alive. I'd be 80 now. Huh? Wow! Are you really happy? When I was five years old, my mother always told me that happiness was the key to life. When I went to school, they asked me what did i want to be when I grew up. I wrote down happy. They told me I, I didn't understand the assignment. I told them they didn't understand life. I mean... Are you happy now, where you are? Well, there's nowhere that you can be that isn't where you're meant to be, so yeah. Is there a God? Well, let's get the small talk out of the way earlier, Neil. Like I believe in everything, until it's been disproved. I believe in God, but, but not just as one thing, not as an old man in the sky. I, I believe that what people call God it is something in all of us. I believe that Jesus and Mohammed and, and all the rest of them, whatever they said was right... It's just the translations that have gone wrong. You said you were 80. Uh, Count your age by your friends, not your years. Count your life by your smiles, not your tears. I think that's why people love you. Everybody loves you when you're six foot in the ground. People call you a genius. When I was about 12, I used to think I might be a genius, but nobody noticed. If there is such a thing as a genius, well, I'm one. And if there isn't, I don't care. Well... That's what I mean. You really made an impact. On music. On... Well, you have to be a bastard to make it, and that's a fact. Were you a bastard? The worst kind, asked me first wife. Did you think of yourself as a bad person? Not really bad. Maybe damaged. The one thing you can't hide... ...as when you're crippled inside. Well, what I mean is, you really made an impact uh, on music, uh, on thought... And, ...and even on style. <laughs> you really made it. Is that how you really felt? I mean, your success, it speaks for itself. It's, uh, My defences were so great. The cocky rock and roll hero who knows all the answers... ...but actually a terrified guy who didn't really know how to cry... Simple. You worked so well with Paul McCartney. What was your greatest collaboration with him? Most everything. Life, the whole shooting match really. (laughs) Pardon that pun. How did it work? I suppose you're referring to songwriting. Eleanor Rigby was a cracker. Well, at least a good example of collaboration. A significant song, a precursor to Abbey Road style, very important. Part of it we worked on together, the lyrics too if if you want to get into that song. Great lyrics. Because he had the first lines about Eleanor Rigby picking up the rice in a church when there's nobody there. And we worked uh, we worked in a room together on it somewhere to to finish up the verse, the first verse. When we we got the rest of it off in the studio, with me sitting on a table. <laughs> if you know that first verse, he, he didn't have a middle. I don't know. It was it was great, because in came George, and that little bit, that that sort of little bit, oh, look at all the lonely people. Well, they settled on that. I turned around and I said, that's it. All the lonely people. Oh, yeah, it's important to me, because it was a damn good piece of work, that's all. And then, of course, the reference, utterly casual to dying. Well, before we get to that, how did you start writing songs? What was your first, and how did you go about it? Well, please please me. It was my attempt at writing a Roy Orbison song. Will you believe it? I wrote it in the other bedroom in my house in Mammoth Avenue in Walton, which was my auntie's place, in the suburbs. I remember the day, and the pink eider down in the bed, and I heard Roy Orbison singing Only the Lonely or something. And I was... Trying to please me. And that's where it came from. And also, I was intrigued by the words of Please lend your little ears to my please. The Bing Crosby song. I was also intrigued, absolutely intrigued, by the double use of the word please. So it was a combination of Bing Crosby and Roy Orbison. We're all influenced by others. And there's joy and there's pain. I found myself in a position where for Whatever reason, I considered myself an artist or a musician or whatever you want to call it, and the so-called pain of the artist was always paid for by the freedom of the artist. That's a bit harsh for artists. Art is only way of expressing pain. You strived for peace. Can you share your thoughts with Kyama on that? Uh, back to the small talk, eh Neil? If I can quote myself, life is very short... And there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friends. So you see, Neil, we all have a little Hitler in us. (laughs) No doubt a little Donald Trump. But we also have love and peace. So why not give peace a chance for once? Fair call. But how in this day and age? Well, the thing the 60s did was to show us the possibility and the responsibility that we all had. It wasn't the answer. It just gave us a glimpse of the possibility. Well, after all this time, our vision isn't 2020. Well, from what I've seen of 2020, that's a good thing. Yoko is here and you're, well, a a bunch of atoms somewhere. Do you still connect? Yes, across the universe. As usual, there's a great woman behind every idiot. On that note, I'll end the interview. It was my 11th birthday when I first saw the Beatles, or the only time I ever saw the Beatles, at Sydney Stadium. I think John winked at me. <laughs> Imagine.
1: Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try Isn't hard to do I hope someday you'll join us and the will live fun. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you
0: You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio.
1: The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.